We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 243. I'm Rando, and you got me today. It's going to be another short one. My word, the <laughs> Christmas season is just insane around here. I'm doing shows, and last week we had uh, Marilyn and Joy and Carl. We had those. Uh, I work with them, too, and we've been doing a lot of recording in the studio, so it, it's been crazy. Plus, I'm arranging on top of that. So, uh, sleep is in there somewhere. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's nice to, to get a little shut-eye every now and then. But uh, we got some stuff to talk about, and I want to do a even... If, even if it's going to be a short podcast, uh, I just wanted to get this out here, whatever. Uh, we had the first snow of the season the other day. Uh, we... It's kind of weird because initially nobody was talking about it. And then like a, a day or two before it happened, all of a sudden the models started showing, or one at a time, they started showing, you know, we might get something. We might get something. So it's like, okay, the weather service is like, okay, probably. Then all of a sudden the TV stations start going nuts about it. And and then a day before it's like, okay, rain and snow, it's not going to be big, but uh what happened, uh, I forget what night it was, a couple nights ago, Friday night, was it? I think it's Friday night or Saturday. I don't know. Uh, it didn't really amount to much. It was really nice to kind of see the flakes come down. We got some videos. Uh, Branson West, it was snowing moderately there. And we've been getting vis- videos on our Facebook page d- just showing us all sorts of snow coming down. And temperatures were, you know, in the upper 20s, so it was... It stuck a little bit, but we all have to remember right now the ground is still pretty warm. I mean, it's it's cooling, uh, but we need to go down at least six inches into the ground, and that's where we actually take the measurement. Uh, it, it could be uh, freezing on the surface, but it could be, you know, 34, 35, maybe 38 degrees if you go way down there. As long as the sun hits it, uh, remember before this cold snap, we had 70 and 80 degree days for a while. I mean, Wow. You know, so, but like every winter, it's, the ground is going to, going to get colder and colder and it's still pretty warm right now. So it would have to snow moderately for a while and then it will accumulate. So we got maybe up to, you know, half inch here in Branson, the rooftops, elevated surfaces, grassy surfaces. Like I said, it's really pretty to look at. And then the next day it got, you know, we were above freezing by like 10 o'clock. So it all went away. So, we are looking at, okay, I'm recording this on Monday about 5 o'clock, and we got the next system rolling in, and I'm going to take a look at radar right now. Uh, And yeah, we got some stuff out there, and honestly, there's quite a bit of dry air this thing is trying to 
you know, the, the precipitation has to move into the area and moisten up the, we call it moistening up the column. The, the, we have to moisten up the atmosphere or else if it snows upstairs into a dry atmosphere, the snow is going to evaporate. It's not going to reach the ground. So we call it saturating the column. And according to the radar now, uh, precipitation depiction mode is showing, hmm, it could be, you know, there's, there's snow mix going on. And now I'm going to check the ambient my my weather station on top of my house and see what temperature it is okay it's 41.7 all right nothing's going to stick to the ground right now okay it's 40 41 degrees uh it's 42 downtown our buddy brad looks like it's uh he's got like 42.4 so we are way above freezing so no matter what the um you know, the, the, the radar is saying, it may say snow, but remember the beam is aiming up in the sky. And the farther you go up in the sky, the colder it's going to be. So if it's snowing upstairs and it falls down into a dry atmosphere, the snow is going to evaporate. Or if it falls down into a warm atmosphere, it's going to turn immediately to liquid and it will fall as rain and we're at about 40 degrees right now so um the various places i'm looking it's kind of a mixed bag right now the national weather service just issued a graphic not long ago saying brand since you get zero to one uh areas like in south central missouri west plains up towards salem should get one to two although i gotta tell you i'm looking at the radar and there's you know, if we get one of these bands, these heavy, heavier snow bands set up, it's going to drop some snow. And uh, one of the TV stations I just looked at, Corey sent me a, a graphic, is saying a swath of one to two inches all the way from Fayetteville to Rolla, and we're in that, Branson is. So uh, my personal opinion at this time, at a little after 5 o'clock, I think we're going to get at least an inch out of this thing. Just from the way everything's everything's going, you know, but keeping in mind again, it's 41 degrees at my house it, and the sun is setting. So temperature is going to fall. But the projected low now is about 31 or 32 around Branson. Yeah, it could change the snow. I think an inch is probably safe to say. And like, you know, I, I just said that the ground temperatures are warmer right now, so there shouldn't be too many travel issues. The first places it's going to freeze, everyone should know, would be the bridges and overpasses. So keep your eyes on that temperature. If it's at 32, if, you know, if your car says 32 degrees and it is precipitating outside, just automatically think, okay, I got to slow down because... If I go over this bridge or this overpass or, you know, even a less traveled road that maybe didn't get a lot of sunshine, that you're, it could be slick. You know, just be safe and sorry. You know, just, I, I got to make that post on our Facebook pages like, don't be silly driving in winter weather. Okay. Got that out of the way. This whole thing is going to get out of here before sunrise tomorrow and go on. Uh, and I don't see anything. The GFS is not really saying anything else until around, you guessed it, the 24th. You know what the 24th is? Thanksgiving Day. Now, it doesn't say snow. It just says kind of a rain or maybe like a heavy rain. Again, it's far out right now. I mean, today's the 14th. So we're talking 10 days out. So, eh. Just you know, looking at it, I looked at the Canadian 
Uh, it kind of says that, but we're just going to have to to watch it, uh, see how it evolves. But really, a drier atmosphere is moving in here, and cold temperatures are going to stick around. Um, the GFS also thinks maybe around the 21st, we might get back into the 50s. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's not terrible cold, but these, you know, January temperatures are 40s and 20s, so maybe this is going to flip-flop. You know, sometimes it's a really hot June or July, and then it gets a cooler on August. So maybe we're having a cold November or December, and it might be warm again in January. You never know. Weather is just crazy nowadays. So that's something to watch. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely have you know, a podcast next week. It'll be our Thanksgiving edition. I think Marilyn is, might be joining me. So that's awesome. So we'll have to go with that. So let's get to the next segment. It's tropical. Well, you know what? There is nothing going on in the Atlantic or in the Pacific. Uh, we're kind of at a lull right now, which makes sense. I mean, uh, we're, we're officially, technically still in hurricane season. It ends at the end of this month, November 30th. But, you know, again, just because hurricane season officially ends doesn't mean another tropical storm can't you know, fire up. I mean, uh, Corey's had a couple of really interesting tidbits of information before where we had some pretty big hurricanes like hit stuff uh, in January, you know, or December or January. So <laughs> need to get him back uh, on here. Uh, whenever we slow down, we get, we'll, we'll start getting back into some more historical stuff. So anyway, I'm just rambling right now. So let's get on to the weather school. Uh, I thought this was very appropriate. Uh, this week's weather school is why winter weather is hard to predict. Uh, I, I just give a whole rundown of atmosphere and why, you know, sometimes is, you know, we're going to have sleet, we're going to have freezing rain, we're going to have rain, we're going to have snow. What are we going to have? Uh, and how the forecasters come up with that. So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormdar Weather School. The National Weather Service predicted snow last week, but nothing happened. Why is winter weather so hard to predict? Winter weather proves to be quite a challenge for us forecasters. Models do a decent job in the spring, summer, and fall, but they get stumped with winter weather forecasting. Why? It's because there are other factors to take into consideration. Temperature plays an important factor in winter. The freezing line is a place in the atmosphere where temperatures reach the freezing point, or 32 degrees. In the summer, it's located tens of thousands of feet in the sky. In the fall, the freezing line lowers, and in the winter, it's quite low. Generally, systems producing rain move into the colder areas, and the precip mixes with or changes over to snow. Simple, right? Well, you'd think this would be a no-brainer when it comes to forecasting, but quite the contrary. The caveat is that the freezing line is never constant. 
and slices of the layers of the lower atmosphere may have different thermal profiles. Warm air punching in a couple of thousand feet off the surface makes a huge difference in precipitation type. Snow generated at 5,000 feet falling into a warmer layer just above the surface may be just enough to melt that snowflake and turn it into a raindrop. Sometimes this is a tricky scenario, and this is one reason the forecast changes quite a bit in winter. Another factor besides the temperature upstairs is the surface temperature. Using the previous example, a snowflake at 5,000 feet falls into a warm layer and melts. But if the surface temperature is back below freezing, then the liquid raindrops will freeze on impact, creating a glaze of ice. If the warm layer is higher up, then the snowflake may melt and then try to refreeze as it falls into the colder air closer to the surface. In this scenario, the precipitation will fall as sleet. The snowflake turns into a raindrop, then the raindrop back into an ice pellet. On the other side of the coin, if the warm layer is at the surface, then snow generated upstairs may not have time to melt at all before reaching the ground. That's why it may be 35 or even 40 degrees at the surface, but we'll see snow. In rare cases, a dynamic system may provide enough instability that thunderstorms can develop. In winter, a lot of these storms can be hail producers. The reason is that the freezing line is very low, and any lift will propel the raindrops upward past the freezing line and create hail. Usually, the hail is small and non-destructive. However, in a very cold atmosphere, dynamic systems can create enough instability to make thunder snow. In this situation, a downpour of snow can accumulate quickly. It would be much easier to forecast wintry precipitation if the thermal profiles were more constant. Forecast models often change their solutions several times in winter as they try to take into account warm punches and fast-moving weather patterns. They're generally pretty accurate about 24 hours out from the event. Everything discussed so far happens when the surface temperatures are right around 32 degrees. Obviously, if surface temperatures were in the teens, then precipitation would be in the form of snow. A common myth is, quote, it's too cold to snow. Well, that has a small amount of validity for this reason. Colder air tends to be associated with high-pressure systems. Those high-pressure systems usually provide tranquil weather with colder temperatures since they come down from the Arctic. So in this case, a clear winter night can get mighty cold with little chance of it snowing. However, high pressure providing very cold temperatures can be penetrated by a strong low pressure system and shove moisture into the cold environment, and it could snow. It's hard to believe forecast model output five days in advance in winter. The weather patterns are fast-moving and can change in a matter of hours. 
So when you hear someone forecasting a major snow event 10 days out, then don't believe them. The bus potential is way too great. But if models start predicting a winter storm only three days out, then we raise our eyebrows and keep an eye on it. If the storm is big enough and confidence is high enough, then the National Weather Service will issue winter storm watches. It's then time to prepare for heavy snow, treacherous driving conditions, and possibly ice. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you can have an idea of how <laughs> how crazy us weather guys get when we're trying to figure out, you know, where is it going to snow in your region? Is it going to sleet? What's it going to do? We have no idea. So I got a couple of in other news tidbits before I wrap up and <laughs> have to get ready for my night show. So uh, the first thing I thought was very fascinating Um it involves hurricanes. Okay, now this year we've had Hurricane Ian tracked through, you know, kind of the Fort Myers area, went out to the Atlantic. Uh, Nicole, uh, which we just had, kind of came in uh, West Palm Beach, went up through Tallahassee, and they were 43 days apart. Okay, so are you sitting down? I think this is really, really interesting. In 2004, Hurricane Charlie came up from the Caribbean and the Gulf, moved up through like the Fort Myers area, and exited and went out into the Atlantic. And Hurricane Jean came on shore around West Palm Beach and went up through Tallahassee. Their paths were very, very, very similar. And get this. Those two storms were also 43 days apart. Isn't that something? Yeah. So Ian and Nicole were 43 days apart, almost the same track as Charlie and Jean in 2004. That was also 43 days apart. That's really, really fascinating to me. Okay. And the other thing, uh, now this is interesting. Nicole, I just mentioned Nicole. Nicole came on shore on the eastern uh, Florida coast. Nicole is the first U.S. hurricane to land on the U.S. coast in November in nearly 40 years. So we haven't had a hurricane come on, uh, a tropical storm hurricane come on shore on the eastern part of Florida in Nearly 40 years. I thought that was interesting. Uh, unfortunately, two people have died. Uh, the damage, uh, I've been seeing videos and seeing reports of just landslides, houses, buildings, you know, just everything. And two people were, were, uh, were electrocuted by a, a downed power line in Orange County. So that's, a, eh. so they had, you know, some tornadoes, uh, you know, strong winds. Uh, Nicole just kind of sat there right at the edge of a hurricane. It was a really powerful tropical storm. Uh, it went through, I think, the Bahama, Northwest Bahama and kind of going west right into 
uh, West Palm Beach, and it's set there at 70 miles per hour. And a hurricane is 74 miles per hour or greater. And right before it came on shore, they did a reconnaissance and an estimation of 75 miles per hour. So uh, Nicole officially was a hurricane as it uh, came on shore. How about that? Okay, I got one more thing, and then I'm going to get out of here. And this is, it's kind of a sad thing, but I understand uh, what's going on, and I'll explain a little bit of it. Um, a lot of people, a lot of y'all, uh, especially our Stormdar on our Facebook page, uh, we had uh, have a website called stormdarweather.com. Uh, Corey maintained it. It was a wonderful, wonderful place. You get severe weather, uh, drought information, uh, weather stations, uh, all sorts of things. Lake levels. I mean, everything. Your one-stop shop. Well, uh, the way I understand it, now Corey may correct me on this, but um, the way I understand it, it got bought out by a different company, the host, uh, the host place, and they have really been jacking the prices up. And we don't make. Hardly, you know, we don't make a lot of money here at Storm Dry Weather. This is a public service to keep everybody safe. Uh, and what little that we were that we have made, every bit of it would go into the website. And now they are really jacking up the prices. In December, it's gone way up, and even in January, it's going to go way, way up more. And we just can't afford it. So, unfortunately, uh, Corey is in the process of shutting down the website. Uh, as we speak. So as of November 30th, we will no longer have it. Uh, but that does that's not going to affect what we do on Facebook. We'll, we're still going to do all of our posting on Facebook. On our groups, we've got the Southwest Missouri group. Uh, we got the, the the Northeast Oklahoma group. We got some got some folks there. Corey Corey and Chair from uh, North, Northeast Oklahoma. So we we have some viewers there. Also. Uh, what just took off is our road conditions group. And we encourage anyone that's going to be in the area to join that group. The whole idea of the Storm Dry Weather Road Conditions group is for, so people can communicate when we have any type of uh, road closures, uh, flooding, anything. Anything has to do with roads. And that's all that's in that thing. Uh, snow. Uh, you know, is you know how uh, people traveling around here. Like if you live in, uh, let's say, Taneyville, okay, and you want to come to Branson, maybe some people have gone out and traveled that road already. So you can get on there and ask a question, and and the it, it's really community based only, and they then people can tell. Uh, yeah, I've been down here, but don't go here. They're getting ready to plow the road. Blah blah blah. It saves a lot of people a lot of time, and we know for a fact it has saved lives. We know that because uh, we've gotten several comments about how the group operates. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's really good. Join that group. It, I mean, it's just for the Four Corners area. So, I mean, if you, live, if you live in Iowa, you probably don't want to join the group unless you want to know Southwest Missouri stuff. Maybe you have family here. Who knows? I don't know. So, <laughs> okay. Oh, I know. Short podcast. It's like, a, I think we're at 23 minutes right now, but I got to get ready and go to go to my show so we're going to wrap this up and next week we'll have Marilyn uh, definitely have Marilyn I hope to have Marilyn here but uh, we'll get get some co-hosts going and hopefully Corey will be back soon alright so be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather like and follow our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed you can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to Stormdar Weather at gmail.com 
Well, that does it for this time. So join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. 